Olivia, thank you so much for being here. Lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you too. So um, this is going to, I mentioned this before we started, this is going to be an interesting and a, a challenging conversation for me because I know nothing about this. So I'm really, really <laughs> interested to see what we're going to be, what we're going to be learning about today. Um, but before, before we do, before we get into any of it, can you just give us sort of 60 seconds, if you wouldn't mind, on who you are, which business you work in? Guess what your role mm-hmm. is and why why this topic is, is important to you personally. Yeah, perfect. Um, so, yes, lovely introduction. Um, I'm Olivia. I work at Cater Sales um, and we're kind of a 360 degree design agency. We do um, design, manufacture and build and I'm an interiors and graphic designer here. Um, I studied interior design in Cape Town in South Africa um and a big part of my studies and kind of where this topic um really took off for me on a personal level was during my studies we learned a lot about sustainable building methods and just like my university's kind of ethos was they wanted to send designers into the world who have a really good understanding on environmental practices and practices that uh, benefit everyone's mental health as well as you know sustainability and everything um and very interesting it's often kind of implemented in all sectors of design but something for me that I've been able to brought into the team um, has been into hospitality which yeah I think this is obviously why I'm here Um, but yeah just different ways people um, can implement this practically yeah superb brilliant so let's start by, I guess, like qualifying the problem a little bit. So if, mm-hmm. let's say for argument's sake, I was opening a coffee shop or, you know, small mm-hmm. restaurants or something, and I'm at the design stage right now, um, or probably like every person who's listening to this podcast, you know, they've, they've got some concept in their mind for the future. That tends to be the way people work, isn't it? Even if you're not you yeah. know, already have a business open. What, what, are the, um, what would be the problem if I didn't? think about putting um these practices in why why should i is another way of putting it right so well it's almost one of those topics where you don't know what you're missing out on until you do it so i think a lot of the benefits there's a whole sustainability aspect which is obviously really important in kind of the beginning stages of a business and just going forward a really important practice but a lot of the benefits kind of come with customers and staff and general satisfaction. Um, And often people kind of only find that out when they've not gone ahead and implemented these design principles. And once they do, then it's quite a big difference. Um, So there's all sorts of enhanced guest experience, stress reduction, health and well-being, and obviously within the context of the hospitality industry, um, it's really beneficial to your business and it can implement um, impact profits indirectly and directly. So it's really, of course, it's not the biggest thing to consider in starting a business, but it's definitely a great add-on and something to be thinking about when you're at that stage of conceptually developing or after when you've opened something you can also implement strategies it's not just kind of reserved for before you've planned or opened anything yeah because one of the things which struck me when you first mentioned this to me is that there will be some concepts out there where 
um, these design principles of bringing, let, let's say, for want of a better way, bringing nature in, inside is yeah. um, is like inherent to the to the brand. You know, like if you, if I'm an if I'm sort of a, an ethical model business that serves maybe mm-hmm. you know vegan food or whatever it is, it seems really obvious that my customers would want me to have yeah. these type of principles in. So that, I think that's kind yeah. of a bit of a given, isn't it? Really, but yeah. I'm kind of interested in why other businesses who don't necessarily have those values instilled in their brand, why, why should they, have you got any like tangible, th- t- tangible sort of ideas about why, why they should continue listening to this? Yes, definitely. <laughs> um, so like you said, great for the brands that do value sustainability and kind of vegan, veganism and everything. Um, but obviously it's not realistic to all types of businesses um so definitely practical ways is you can implement these design principles it's called directly or indirectly so directly are creating physical touch points with nature that's plants water features kind of natural light and indirectly if you don't have those types of resources can be through wallpapers or things that emulate the natural environment um which doesn't necessarily have to be instilled in your brand, like you, like I kind of said. Um, so ways you can do it, like I said, directly, indirectly, um, you can incorporate plants, super easy one, great in design aspect too. Um, like I said, water features, natural light where you can. Um, and also this kind of trickles into the third place concept which is um it's the idea kind of popularized by ray oldenburg and his book that like went crazy um so there's the first place which is your home and your second place which is your work and kind of the hospitality industry and coffee shops find themselves in the third place which is kind of an amalgamation of both um and it's a place where people can gather interact and build kind of community So creating spaces that are more comfortable and um, kind of uplifting are kind of really essential to the third place concept. So that can be seating arrangements. That's something um, definitely to consider, which, you know, different types of seating um, calls for different types of, you know, depends why you're going to a coffee shop or third place. inviting layouts that's obviously something to consider in the design phase you know making the most of natural light natural resources in the area um and also community tables we're seeing a lot of community engagement come to the forefront of these third type of places so definitely incorporating like community spaces and tables and everything like that Mm. Yeah, 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 absolutely converting to the preacher. So I, I love working in a coffee shop. It's like one of my favorite things to do. Yeah. So to visit um, a coffee shop sort of, you know, probably five or six times a week and I love to get my laptop out or make a call or whatever it is in a coffee shop. Yeah. And it's definitely, um, so I, I like coffee, but I'm not sort of a coffee nut. So I, I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not obsessive. I'm not like one of the, I'm not sort of a coffee nerd. Some of the people who have, who have yeah. this podcast are absolutely, absolute amazing coffee nerds. I love it. But I'm not really like that. For me, it's, it's actually about the space more than anything. Yeah. 
So I choose a coffee. I like a really cozy coffee shop. Mm-hmm. So I like, you know, that, you know, like the light's got to be nice and the seating's got to yeah. be nice and, and all that type of stuff. So I think from a, a business point of view, there's definitely, um, you know, even I can, I can say anecdotally, you know, you're going to get my business if you're, if you're yeah. designing in, in this yeah. way. I can't be the only person, surely. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, it's not about essentially the product. You're going there for an experience um, and kind of implementing these also positive guest reviews and reputations. Like you said, if you know it's a cozy space, it's comfortable, you know, that's got to do with the seating they offer too. Um, You're going to have repeat customers and um, repeat business, obviously, huge contributor to profitability. But there's also a competitive advantage. I think maybe like I definitely analyze shops and stuff a lot more than the normal person because it's my job. But I think just to the naked eye, you would much prefer going to a space that feels comfortable, the lighting's comfortable, as opposed to somewhere with like dining style tables and chairs in rows with white lighting and that feels very sterile. Um, so there is that competitive advantage, which is something to take to take note of. Mm. Okay, so let's go back to the example. Let's let's assume that I'm opening, you know, this coffee shop, um, mm-hmm. and I'm sold. I want to, you know, start incorporating some of these design principles, mm-hmm. um, but I want to, you know, maybe maybe I haven't got the budget to engage somebody, um, and I want to start doing a lot of this myself. What yeah. advice would you give me to um, to start thinking about to lay out and maybe where to purchase some of these things? What what advice have you got for that? So I would say when it comes to the layout, think different types of seating. So practically just bar stools, bar tables, uh, different amenities. Obviously, Wi-Fi chargers, etc. Um, then get your comfortable seating in there as well as, like I said, big community tables. So variation of seating is definitely key. So, you know, people feel like there's a space for them, whether they come in a group of five or whether they come by themselves to work. Um, So definitely take that into consideration. Then I would say um, look at incorporating plants where you can. That can be, you know, your local kind of place where you get plants. It doesn't have to be anything specific. If you really want to go into it, there's, you know, you can look on Google about there's specific plants which help with air purity in really busy places like, for example, peace lilies. Um, But just practically lay out different types of seating and get your plants in there if you can and take advantage of um, natural light and look into warm lighting. It makes the world of difference. You could have, you know, even if you've ignored the seating, the lighting um, is the biggest contributor to the overall ambience. So just opt for a warm light, comfortable seating, a warm color scheme, plants, and you should be be good for go. (laughs) Okay, I wanna go through them a a little bit if possible because um, I know there will be people who listen to this and maybe they're not, um, they just don't know where to start really. So Mm -hmm. how many plants are too many? (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> Asking the wrong person. I would have them everywhere. 
Um, but obviously look for places where they're not going to be a tripping hazard or anything. Um, but I would look, honestly, the more plants, the better. Um, they're the biggest kind of contributor to the space in terms of they fill er- empty, awkward areas up and make them look purposeful. Um, obviously, I wouldn't suggest having them hanging on the counters and food and stuff. But um, where you can, I would pop a plant. It makes, honestly, everyone feel a lot more comfortable and at ease um, and... Yeah, I would just go go a bit crazy with the plants. <laughs> <laughs> and is there anything to avoid? Is there any are there any types of plants or anything like that to avoid when you're thinking about indoors? Um, I would say low maintenance plants, like people at the garden centre will be the best person to tell you, but definitely not kind of like cactuses or anything like that which are, you know, a bit of a health and safety hazard. But in terms of go to your local garden centre and just ask for low-maintenance indoor plants. You've got your fig leaves, you've got different types of palms. Um, It's all kind of dependent on the space and how much natural sunlight and daylight you get in. Um, But the garden centre are the best people to kind of ask. And I would also avoid putting them near touch points, like near food and coffee stations and stuff. Yeah. So I guess you you kind of want them... um in and around the seating space really where people are going to yes. be relaxing yeah is that right exactly exactly okay um the other thing you mentioned was light so what is yeah. warm light okay so yes i i often forget like this is my daily job so i need to um i kind of need to explain it a bit more but your white lights um I'm sure in your house, if you like this happens to me, if you buy the wrong bulb and it's kind of a fluorescent, very, very white undertone, that's what you call a white light. And uh, warm lighting is got the yellow undertone. Um, and you can still get, you know, those energy efficient bulbs, but it's just the color of the light is to be more yellow. Um, and that actually is more complementary to food products um and just the general ambience and it tends to make you feel a lot more relaxed so in office spaces we use white lights because it keeps you alert and awake and in a coffee shop you want to relax a bit more so definitely the warmer yellowy undertone lights would be great mm, that's interesting so and how what would i be looking for so if i went into a b&q or something along those lines what would i be looking for there um, well, it would depend, you know, if you've chosen light fixtures that, you know, the fixtures totally up to you. Um, but the light bulb itself, you're looking for a warm light, warm white light, not the, um, I think it'll, it'll definitely specify, but it's the warmer okay. kind of color just from your local, it doesn't matter what kind of brand it is or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So what about daylight? Is that, is that classed as a white light? Um, no, daylight is not class. <laughs> it's okay. kind of, it's definitely more on the like warmer tone. Um, because the white lights are, like I said, using os- offices, hospitals, they have a lot more of a harsh kind of undertone. Okay. Um, so yeah, daylight's more yellowy. Um, so it's kind of in between the two. Okay. So what tips have you got for people to make the most of whatever light they, they, they may be getting on the side of the building or whatever? 
So definitely um, don't block off your windows. You know, like if you have to put a bit of frosting, I wouldn't suggest putting it all the way. Um, people have tend to have like high seating near the windows. That's fine if you choose to do that. But I'd say only frost as to the minimum. Try get as much sunlight as you can in as possible. Um, obviously, in the summer, make use of like the pavements and the outdoor areas. Um, if you can, you know, incorporate an awning. People will often choose to sit outside if it's a nice day. Um, so just maximizing the little space you have outside is great. Um, you know, when people are exposed to daylight, there's so many you know different positive benefits. So um, definitely make the most of it. Don't shut yourself off and kind of frost it all and put you know chunky dark furniture near it. Yeah, yeah, and I guess. Again, anecdotally, it's kind of like making the most of the areas which capture the natural light because I walk into some coffee shops and, you know, they'll like sort of mid-afternoon or whatever and they'll have a lovely empty space in front of the window with natural light. I think you should have a a bar stool or something there. I'd love to sit there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, because you you definitely are probably more drawn to that than the dark, dingy corner. Um, what depends if you're feeling happy that day or not but I would say (laughs) for for the most part definitely um kind of optimizing those spaces true yeah yeah super so okay so we've done light we've done seating we've done uh plants is there there anything else in the in this principle that people need to consider and maybe should you know think about using um well I would say the that a lot of it could come before the design space, but I'm definitely aware in this setting that kind of it's mainly tenants. Like you don't really have a say in how your building is built or anything, but along with the kind of sustainability aspect of everything, um, you can include some technology and equipment that's kind of environmentally friendly, um, whether that's dimmable light bulbs um, or cleaning equipment frequently is actually a huge contributor um, for energy efficiency. I actually listened to a great talk on the coffee symposium um, and he's all about um, environmental sustainability. And he said like cleaning behind your fridges and everything every two weeks has a huge effect on energy efficiency. So just kind of keeping on top of things that you can. Um, and this is not necessarily part of biophilic design, but it complements it kind of in like a seamless way. So just looking at what you can do energy efficiently, I would say. Mm, brilliant. Okay. Are there any yeah. case studies? Any, anybody uh, who you've seen this, um, who you've seen do this particularly well that maybe can, people can have a look on on Instagram or something like that for some inspiration? Uh, yes, so there's quite a few. One most notably um, was actually the Gales near where I live. For about two years, it was just white and seating, and like obviously Gales is amazing, and like it's going to be busy. But after about a year and a half, two years, I saw someone came along and just put a bunch of plants and natural textures and elements. Um, and I, I'm quite a fan. I go like <laughs> nearly every day. And the amount of people in the first few weeks, like it caused such a buzz. Wow, I don't know, you know, can't quite put my hand on it. It looks amazing. It's a lot brighter, et cetera, et cetera. Um, 
so yeah it's just like I said you don't really know what you're missing out on till it's done until yeah. everyone notices and think oh that's you know that's great um so yeah definitely definitely a positive kind of outcome perfect superb listen thank you so much for that I think that that, that will definitely thank give you. people um I guess something different to think about because it's you know yeah. there's so many different things when you're opening a business you know you've got a massive yeah. to-do list haven't you and I guess sometimes things yeah. can just kind of be forgotten or pushed down the to-do list when you're opening or, yeah. or whatever so um the brilliant thank you so much so what we're going to do is we're going to put your details into the um show notes so listener if you want to okay. connect with olivia and ask any more questions please do so um and for me thank you so much that was really interesting thank you yes hopefully it was um and yeah my message is always open everyone can kind of shoot me any questions they have i'm always kind of happy to help perfect thanks olivia cool thank you 